0: It's DTS 191, and we have some more details about those weekly rotational PvP playlists. Plus, who won the faction rally? I bet you'll never guess. All that and more, coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everyone, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News podcast keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon. I am joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. It's like a DTS After Hours, you guys. It is late in the evening. We never (laughs) record this late at night, Diddy.
1: Yeah, I have a super jam-packed weekend of stuff, so thank you very much, BBK, for recording late, late at night on Saturday. Uh, I... Have a success story this week. Oh, I would love to hear this. Well, th- two parts, and they're unrelated, of course. Part one I completed a week long training course for work, and uh, because of that, I'm eligible for a certification exam or actually two certification exams. Uh, so I'll be taking those fairly soon. And I made my own Crunchwrap Supreme tonight. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did you do it and tell me all the details, flour so, or corn tortilla? Uh,
1: flour, uh, because okay. it retains its form more. Corn tortilla would just fall apart. I love corn tortillas, don't get me wrong, but it just it wouldn't work They, for they this. lack the structural integrity of a flour tortilla. You don't they need do. to sell me on that, I know. <laughs> so it's been a lot of experimenting. You need a burrito-sized tortilla, of course. Mm. I did not know that at first. I thought I could just use regular tortilla. Nope. Um, but I actually bought the the, the Crunchy Circle things. Uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're Tostadas. super cheap. Tostadas. Yeah, they're, they're super cheap at the grocery store. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go buy a packet of those. And then, uh, so the, the construction was um, grated cheddar cheese. And then we don't do ground beef a lot um, because red meat is not something that we like to eat a lot. So we actually go to Trader Joe's. They have this beefless... Ground beef, and I know it sounds super gross, but it, for tacos, you season it right, it's it's great. Less greasy and tastes exactly the same. So, cheese, the beefless, that's what I call it. More cheese, the tostada, the crunchy, and then you put, uh, today we started something new. Instead of sour cream, you use plain Greek yogurt, healthier, mm. I guess. Couldn't tell the difference, so it worked. And then uh, refried black beans. And then just My folded goodness. it all up and butter in the skillet. It worked really well.
0: That sounds so good. Except, um, what is the beefless ground beef made of?
1: Soy so like tofu beef. Soy protein something? Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's not so. Well, I disagree with you there. I mean similarity. maybe chicken next time, dude. You guys well, do chicken, don't you? So,
1: yeah, I ran out of chicken, but oh, the original the first attempt was Chicken as the uh, the taco meat with uh, caramelized onions in it. So,
0: If we had a Trader Joe's sponsorship, this is where we would plug that right now. And you guys just think <laughs> all we talk about is puppies and the weather in the introduction.
1: Well, you are
0: wrong. <laughs> well, Trader Joe's
1: get. sponsorship would be hilarious. I'm just going to do this one last tangent. The, the four things we get at Trader Joe's is chocolate fudge, their frozen orange chicken. Uh, actually, five things. Pot stickers pot sticker sauce, and then the beefless ground beef. Those are the five things. Uh six things. Pizza dough as well.
0: We don't. We don't have Trader Joe's here. Rub it in, man. Rub it in. <laughs> I love Trader Joe's when you get to go there. There's so much good stuff. Uh, but now you get five percent. Like if you have an Amazon Prime card and you have a Whole Foods, you guys have Whole Foods down there. Oh yeah. Yep. Think right you get, what Street. is it like? Five percent <laughs> off or five percent cash back or whatever. Now oh, if yeah, you're a Prime right. member. Yeah. All that and more before the. Uh, robo stores which by the way have you seen that one in seattle where you just go in take what you want and leave
1: yeah that's crazy that is super crazy
0: i like the idea of it but i wonder like those kind of innovations
1: what is that going to do to the job market like for real (laughs) like you know that's why amazon bought whole foods i think yep automation that is the key you know robots are taking over i
0: knew it skynet all right, news. news. It's a rather short week, Diddy. The faction rally concluded. You know, I'd never guess who would have won that event.
1: Of course, it's our overlords and dictators, the new monarchies guys. Red's my favorite color, but uh, those little intros that they gave at the the very first faction rally, introduced the... Uh, ideologies behind each one kind of made me maybe not new monarchy i'll do future war cult but future war cult still has not won one congratulations to new monarchy our a uh, good friend in the discord jim he was repping new monarchy the whole week all three characters congratulations to him and i mean it begs the question right new monarchy is won for the third time in a row you know why what what why is new monarchy still winning right is it just the bad rewards the bad ornaments on the other factions or what what's what's happening there what do you think executor Hideo looks exactly like triple wreck and so i would always (laughs) pledge
0: to triple wreck always like i mean that that's not a question is that i was i was a new monarchy guy all throughout destiny one i went with lakshmi because i liked her little two sentence thing Okay. I don't like her colors. And I have to be careful because the last time I said that on the show, people were like, (laughs) What do you mean you don't like those colors? What's wrong with red, blue, and yellow, Dragoon? Really? Um, No, honestly, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be cool if you had a Mass Effect style dialogue wheel with some of the people in the tower? Like you could dig a little, just a little bit deeper into. The faction, I'm not talking about romancing Lakshmi, okay? (laughs) What I think about and what you think about may be two very different things, good sir. But I would love to just ask a follow-up question of her and be like, so what is the history of your faction? You You want to
1: learn more about Destiny lore, have some character prompts in-game. Like having the character wheel, the choices to ask them, it doesn't have to progress a storyline or change the ending of the game. It could just give you more information about that kind of and thing. That, that stuff happens in uh, Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout. All those games, all those great Bethesda games. That happens all the time, where you just see this character seven prompts and just gives you information and nothing progresses. But it just gives you that that background.
0: And even better, when Rahul gives you another piece of junk, you press R two to go renegade and
1: punch him in the face. <laughs>
0: I got really off track there. Okay, yeah, they won the Faction Rally, but the next event coming down
1: the pipeline is Iron Banner, right? That's starting this week. This week, yeah, begins Tuesday, March 6th, and runs until Tuesday, March 13th. The game type is Clash 4v4, which I know is confusing if you read the TWA because they talk about Iron Banner 6v6 implementations. This week, Iron Banner is 4v4 Clash, uh, and we'll talk about the 6v6 changes here in a little bit. Uh, and then the progress towards the ornaments from the last iron banner carries over into this event as well. So you won't lose any progress if you didn't complete any of those uh, ornament challenges things. It's going to you're going to be picked, be able to pick up where you left off.
0: Yep. I love love that uh, direction, at least being able to carry over from event to event for those longer term engagements. Now for 6v6, this is not, again, coming with this event, but iron banner 6v6 is coming down the pipeline uh, with the intent of having, you know, update 114 deploying before the end of the month. That's March 27th uh, is what we're assuming and what they've published previously. The match time limit for Iron Banner 6v6 is going to be 12 minutes. The score limit is going to see a bump to 125 points, and the respawn time is going to be a little bit longer, pushed back to 7 seconds. All control zones start off neutral, old school status, I like that. Control zones will take slightly longer to capture by default. Additional guardians, a maximum of three, in a zone increase the capture speed. So if you get three bros in there, no need to stack further. And guardians participating in a capture get more super energy. Overall, I think this seems like very logical choices and adjustments to the gameplay. The longer respawn time of seven seconds, I think is probably to quell the... (laughs) Uh, assumed chaos that will be in 6v6 on some of these maps, uh, there are some maps that are going to be very, very tight. You know what I mean, Diddy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, I've said it in the shows before, uh, eight people in a, in, a, in a map, it's pretty much max for me personally. I think it's too chaotic 6v6. Uh, that's how I felt throughout Destiny 1. But these settings it does seem to a true return to form uh, with a few sprinkles in there. Like the fact that guardians participating in a capture get super energy. I think that's nice incentive to jump on a capture point uh, because everyone always says, Oh, it's control. No, people just play it like clash anyways, and just go for kills and don't worry about the objective. So uh, it's a nice little incentive there. Uh, And I also think that, you know, 6v6 people are going to enjoy it. You know, it's going to be a little bit more chaotic, but like you said, the longer respawn timers are going to help uh, offset that chaos a little bit. And uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Endless Vale is going to be super
0: cramped. 6v6 <laughs> on Endless Vale, The Dead Cliffs if 6v6 is going to be active for that map as well is going to be super duper cramped. However, certain maps like legion's gulch that has the man cannon and the island i don't know why they love the idea of islands but like i think that map actually might play a little bit more fun with some additional people i'm over i'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to testing this out i think the biggest improvements that could come to pvp will be march 27th what they do to the sandbox and of course community and myself would like to see a little bit accelerated time to kill i don't want to say all the community but it's definitely been a voiced concern of many in the community and i'm very much curious to see how that is going to impact 6v6 these early stages of 6v6 before the march 20th well i guess they're planning on having this live with 114 so 6v6 in this new sandbox that's where i'm gonna have to see how it plays out instead of trying to picture it right now with our current balance with additional players you know what i mean
1: yeah, and if it seems like, if it's successful enough, right, you would think Bungie has this notion of, well, if Iron Banner Six v Six works really, really well and everyone really likes it, let's take a look at introducing Six v Six Clash or other game types, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that would get the ball rolling to introduce more of that as well.
0: So Rumble is returning as well uh, with one one four as a rotational playlist. We kind of expressed our discontent last week with it being a rotational playlist. We'll touch about that in just a second.
1: It's coming back, so, I mean, eh, well. Yeah,
0: No, no points for assists this time around. You get one point per kill. I like that, a lot cleanlier of a system. It's much more your typical FFA. The guy who's gonna hit his 20 or 25 kills first is gonna be your winner. Now, they did increase the player count to eight. I'm not sure as to why. If it's tied to maybe an engine thing, which I don't understand why it would be because we've had doubles, if they thought eight is the magic number for most of these maps. But again, I'll I'll throw Endless Veil into the picture here, or the Dead Cliffs. You're going to be very close and comfortable with people on Rumble with eight players on Endless Veil.
1: Yeah, the change to eight question is is questionable to me. I think I know I just said eight players on a map is ideal for me, but for Rumble, I think six is the magic number. However, with what you just said being tied to the maps or an engine type deal, maybe they tested six. Well, I hope they tested six, right? And then it just the games were just way too slow and not enough action happening. So they bumped it up to eight to get the game flow a little bit more, you know, what we're used to, or at least the pacing. And I don't know, it's, I've never liked, ever since Halo 3, right? Halo 3 had Rumble Pit, it also had Lone Wolves. Lone Wolves was six players and I loved that, but Rumble Pit was eight players and I just thought it was way too chaotic. I just, uh... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out considering, you know, the maps kind of for Destiny 2 were built with eight players in mind. But like you said, Endless Veil, vale, just thinking about that example for 4v4, I mean, it's it's a team-based game. It's a symmetrical map-ish. And I don't know. It's, it seems like it would be too much chaos. I, I think about maybe Midtown
0: or the Kalosuan Emperor's Respite, Vostok, uh, maybe even Altar of Flame you know six people on those maps might not be you know popping enough maybe eight does like especially a map like countdown right or Vostok having eight people is going to make it more populated so I'm going to hold judgment off there uh, until playing it I would have loved maybe a sentence or two from Bungie about hey during play testing we found eight was the magic number and that's why we're going to this instead of just we've bumped it up to eight and maybe Maybe they had that planned and nobody got the word over it at DMG or whoever wrote this week's TWA. But was it Cosmo or DMG this week? Uh, it
1: was Cosmo, I believe. Okay, good cool beans. Yeah, because Cosmo is going to jury duty next week. So, is he the re- next twab? <laughs> is going to be DMG. That's what he said. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mayhem is
0: returning. It's going to be a weekly rotational, just like Rumble and Iron Banner six v six. They did mention that Doubles is going into the garage for tuning and updates. We'll return later and add it to the weekly featured rotating playlist with other fun things. I don't know what they need to tune. I mean, maybe they, they never built a doubles <laughs> playlist outside of the Crimson Doubles like paradigm, so maybe that's what they mean by working on it.
1: Yeah, I think the buff this time around, it was a deviation from the original Crimson days, and I think that it just needs a, a few tweaks there. I don't know how long they need to make those changes i would think a month would be good enough but i guess they're gonna change it or tune it for longer uh maybe they have other priorities on top of or before that but yeah i thought doubles was fine this time around i there, there were a few things i wish they had changed and i didn't think they would be that major enough to uh warrant such a longer uh hiatus With all that said, let's talk
0: about Nightfall scoring, Diddy. We got our first week with scoring for both the Prestige and normal Nightfall, and they went into a little bit more detail about some of the specifics, and we'll touch on that Q&A from the TWAB here in a second. Overall, I think you and I both agreed last week and throughout this week, the Nightfall scoring edition is a net win for the game. It's definitely a positive. There are a couple small question marks I scratch my head on, but overall, I'm I'm fairly happy with
1: the way it's turned out minus a couple of things we'll touch on
0: here in a second your your thoughts as well
1: uh yeah I agree I think the the nightfall scoring is great addition I, it's it gives it it's more fun now right it's not just oh we need to complete it for the milestone or to uh to get an engram or something it's yeah my friend got 150,000 points Let's see if we can beat them. It gives us that competition, right? So I really like that aspect.
0: Totally. So how do you actually get those Nightfall emblem variants, in Diddy? You mentioned this in the show notes and uh, clarified it with me before the show too. And when I was reading through the TWAB, it was clear but not totally clear. So if you could recap it for the listeners, that would be sweet.
1: Sure. So, uh, of course, the Nightfall now rewards uh, an emblem with different variants, right, depending on uh, certain milestones accomplished within that emblem, or re- regarding that emblem, like uh, killing, for for example, the crucible. And just, we're talking about nightfall. So, uh, <laughs> for scoring purposes, you get a certain threshold, uh, you get a certain variant, right? Uh, these variants of the emblem are not guaranteed, right? And that was clarified in the TWAB. They say that the variants have a chance to drop from nightfall completions. They're not related to challenges. They're not a guaranteed drop. The chance of acquiring this variant increases between 0% and 50% at specific score thresholds. So, uh, for this last week, it was uh, for Tier 1, uh, 20,000 points. That was that first increased chance to get that variant. Tier 2, 40,000 points. Another increased chance to get that variant. Tier 3, 60,000 points. And Tier 4, 80,000 points.
0: Gotcha. Now, those tiers, you can't actually see that info in-game. We just only know about it purely because of what they wrote about in the TWAB, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And these tiers actually will change depending on the week. And as the ni- they get more information about the Nightfall scoring, right? They, Whenever you in- introduce them to something new like this for leaderboards or any type of scoring tier, they have to guess as to what would be a high or low threshold for specific activities. So this one, as they detailed, was just, you know, experiments they they quoted in the TWAB. I thought this was actually really funny. Uh we expect the community to be better better than us. So <laughs> uh we saw here the top score this last week as of the writing of the TWAB was over two hundred thousand. So maybe they're gonna increase that top threshold uh, to be something that matches that a little bit better uh, because at with these tiers i would expect a lot of the community to actually acquire that top tier which uh shouldn't always be the case gotcha
0: speaking of that high score you mentioned a pretty pretty high watermark there for the score well the rumbling is the secret strategy was send one of your team members into the lost sector Have them continually try and generate orbs within that Lost Sector while your other two party mates go through the strike and you only get warped in at the boss fight. And I think that's been what's floating around currently is how that uh, high score was hit. And I feel for Bungie because the only way I could foresee (laughs) them blocking something like that is if they brought back Baby Bumper Atheon and and impl- put in place I'm sorry Athian <laughs> put in place baby bumpers to keep you completely glued onto the strike pathway you know what I mean invisible barriers or something
1: maybe not invisible barriers but like tethering to your teammates right you think, think back to Halo 1 right whenever you're doing a story mission if, if one of your teammates you're doing co-op they got too far in the mission you were teleported on top of them I mean something like that might be implemented in the future
0: yeah, do you remember in Reach, um, when you'd go out of bounds, or just a little bit out of bounds, you'd have the countdown timer, the screen goes gray, and you'd need to get back in bounds?
1: They have that in Destiny they 1 do. and 2, with, yes, uh, they if you're walking out into the water, it'll tell you to turn back, yeah. Mm-hmm, and I think they tried to put some of that stuff,
0: I don't, man, I can't even remember what some of those spots were on Reach maps. Anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: now, why were base Nightfall modifiers removed, Diddy? So uh, I'm going to quote here from the TWAB. They wanted to emphasize core combat in the initial release of Nightfall scoring to let the community quote define the meta for for high scoring Nightfall runs. End quote. There you go. They yeah. they okay. They didn't know. They didn't know what the multipliers or the modifiers uh, needed or wanted. They wanted them to be. They just wanted to see how the initial release. Uh, get that initial data so that they can tweak those numbers and uh, hopefully add that stuff back in in the future. A clean slate to start and then
0: add Garnish back in over time, I'm guessing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: I mean, I'm overall very happy with the system. It's, It's a great starting place. Is it perfect? No. Is it where it needs to be for the rest of the lifespan of Destiny 2? No. But it's a cool little addition. I think if this would have been here at launch for D2 you would have seen a much greater, probably, engagement and attachment. yeah. Exactly, yeah, in in Nightfall, whereas I think Nightfall in D2 has really lost a lot of the luster that it had in D1, and this, in many ways, could bring it back, especially for those players who care deeply about the high scores who want to make their way into the TWAB and, and have their name known for being right. the best at this strike, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, what was that crew that won the uh, Challenge of Elders for, what, 13 yeah. weeks straight? <laughs> <laughs> that they were was, so dedicated. They were dedicated and legendary at that point, right? So, this is the kind of thing that helps foster that type of uh, competition within the community.
0: It, it makes a sub-community within the Destiny community. Mm-hmm. Granted, there yeah. are very competitive PVE players, but I, I, I would say in D1 you saw much more the press or the drive to solo bosses to solo strikes to do things like ridiculous challenge runs that kind of a thing and this can maybe at least add a little kindling to that small fire
1: yeah the first time we saw a solo crota run blew our minds yeah and now it's like yep I'm gonna go solo now because it's that easy
0: <laughs> yeah and now you solo it with a potato clock in one hand while you're using a uh...
1: <laughs> with a rock band drum set in one sword <laughs> all
0: right then we move on to the bugs section here at the end and this is from the raid team talking about the respawn bug within the leviathan raid a hey, bug we are very familiar with diddy because we have run into this many 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 times including <laughs> the very first week of doing the leviathan we ran into it over and over again so what what are the details here
1: so i'm just going to quote the twab because i think that's the best way to understand what's happening here and they say quote the issue where players do not respond in quote the leviathan raid is a memory issue due to the size and complex complexity of the activity and it will require a code fix by the way, side note, they previously define different levels of fixes uh, and their priority and length in order to get to a resolution. And a code fix is the longest and most difficult thing to uh, to fix in the game. So this is one of them. Continuing on the quote here, It is caused when a fire team splits up across large distances while others remain back and swap out their gear. This has seemed to be occurring more often in recent weeks because... We have we have updated our loot tables in order to make the Leviathan raid a more rewarding experience with more incentives to run too. We are still investigating a code fix for the problem. Second paragraph here. In the meantime, you can avoid this issue by sticking together as a team while trying out your sweet new loot. We realize that this is not an acceptable fix, but we wanted to give you info on how you can try to mitigate the issue while we work on it. If you do happen to hit this issue, even following those steps, then re-equipping the armor set you had when you spawned into the activity may return your guardian to action. End quote. (laughs) And I want to say, this is exactly what happened. Our first time we (laughs) ran a raid. (laughs) I'm going to call you out. Aura, when you put on the new Titan raid gauntlets or chest piece... Your guardian phased out and didn't spawn in and wouldn't let us (laughs) begin the activity. So we told you, re-equip your old gear. And we found out, yep, Yep. that worked. We can actually do the run now. So this has been (laughs) such a long issue. So first of all, first reaction, initial reaction, I appreciate the honesty. Yes. They said, it's a memory issue when this happens in this activity, when you do this. Here's a band aid to the gaping wound in your side. Yep. We know it's not going to work, but it might work in the meantime while we fix it. So
0: I appreciate the explanation more than them not bringing it up. I have to laugh a little bit when they're like, here, just stick real (laughs) close together, be careful about swapping gear, and you'll probably be fine. Like, I got to laugh at that. It does feel a little funny in 2018. But on the other end of the coin, I appreciate hearing we know the problem. Here it is. It's really hard to fix. It's on the list, but we can't tell you when it's going to happen because there are bigger things, like game-threatening things or whatever, that take priority over that. Yeah, I understand. We have a um, we have a board at our office, Diddy, that all of the the people who work there rely on the data that's on that board. And a long time ago, I was asked to set basically a spreadsheet up for this board and get data imported from another sheet, all this stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a spreadsheet guy. Okay. So I got it set up, but it breaks very regularly. And the break (laughs) occurs at a level that's far beyond me. I was just asked one time if I could get X data into Y cell, and then they like made it one of their pivotal core things. So it breaks all the time. And I finally got to the point where people were asking continually for fixes of it. That, you know, during our weekly big office meeting, I just told everybody, here's what's happening, step by step, I can't fix that, here's a workaround, until we can afford to buy a <laughs> programmer who will do this for us. And that totally changed the whole atmosphere, instead of having people coming to my office over and over and over again about that thing, you know, there's there's an appreciation of like, look, we're not totally in the dark about it, there was a, a big tangent I know do you kind of see the overlap? I'm,
1: I'm desperately yeah. trying to weave here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, there's two points I want to make. First off, on your explanation there, working in IT personally, when someone asks me why something just stopped working, it's I could give them a really technical reason, but that they're not going to understand because they don't work in IT. Mm-hmm. So I just say, I don't know. Computers are stupid. That's that's my <laughs> go-to line, <laughs> right? And I'm sure if anyone listening works in IT, there sometimes computers just stop working because they don't want to work and it's it's because they're stupid just turn it off turn it back on works fine don't know why Done. it fixed it it's don't have the time to worry about it but you're working now so there you go second thing I want to say is have you noticed obviously the recent twabs have been really great in communication this one had some detail not you know as you know, in depth as we've seen in previous weeks but it's still good information but it gives us information about multiple areas of destiny they talked about the next event that happened or that's happening they talked about the next update they talked about PVP changes they talked about Nightfall scoring and they talked about the raid stuff that's a good point that is yes. not something that me personally am used to I'm used to them just talking about Crucible and that's it. Well, what happened to PVE over here? They're actually talking about multiple different angles of the game. And I think I think that's good.
0: I agree. I really, you and I both want to see it succeed. And I think a lot of the listeners do. Most of the community here was built during Destiny 1. And a lot of us had great experiences in D1. I, I doubt anybody would probably get on the soapbox and say D1 was, was a perfect game. Far from it but there was a lot of greatness within it. I really hope that expansion two isn't dead on arrival. I hope it brings something with it, something heavy hitting like a horde mode or something just really polished instead of what okay, I fear we're likely going to get.
1: <laughs> we're probably horde just going to get
0: a short two, three hour story about Charlemagne. It'll be wrapped up in that entire time frame two new strikes a couple new maps
1: hopefully a raid layer anyway. i i don't want to win in a story mission like in a, at the end of the story for dlc 2 i don't want to win
0: yeah you don't want the the story to be i don't want it to concluded. be wrapped up
1: with a nice little bow on top yay we defeated the bad guy what's next I want that bad guy to stick around. I want him to kick my ass and I want to come back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's me just uh, dreaming.
0: Who knows? We'll probably start seeing PR for that expansion in April. E3's in June. E3 is in June. I hope Bungie honestly flushes the usual format that they have of three weeks of streams. I quite frankly would just throw it together in a Vidoc. Give yourself that kind of a runway. When you do a stream, it has to be so coordinated and planned ahead of time to do a good production. And while I do appreciate when they utilize that Twitch studio, when you're allowed to build a video, a five to six or seven minute video feature at on this expansion, each member of the team can say exactly what they want to say. Instead of what we've seen in the past, where somebody comes on stream and misspeaks, there's redactions later on, or the really awkward streams where it clearly there's not enough content for an hour long stream, yet they string along eight, nine minutes worth of stuff into an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Put it into a really polished Vidoc form, format. That's one of those iconic pillars of Bungie. The Vidocs during the Halo days were. Something I awesome. just craved. They were amazing. So maybe bring that that back into the fray. That's all the news from this week, Diddy. I think that's going to ramp up DTS 191. Where can people find your content, sir?
1: Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, where I'll probably post a picture of that homemade Crunchwrap Supreme because it's really tasty. And uh, youtube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S.
0: Remember to join the discussion on our Discord, discord.me slash Destiny the Show. All the links from today and more on our website, destinytheshow.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at BBKDragoon. Thanks for listening, Guardians. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy. Iron Banner, and we'll see you next time.